0: When you need to know what's happening, it's it's, it's it's time to get In the Huddle with Carl Duke, Brian Baldinger, and Jason LaConfora. Back for another edition of In the Huddle. My man Brian Baldinger is here, of course. Look who joins us, Nick Costos. You better you bet. And we're going to talk about the betting aspect of the games coming up this week as we approach week 14, guys. And we've got some big games. Here's the deal, guys. This Chiefs game bills game on on Sunday four o'clock window bills at Chiefs it's a big spot for both teams um Chiefs are favorite obviously they're at home it's only one and a half right now two points so I'm looking at this game and, and I'm going what happens if the Chiefs end up losing at home to the bills when you look at the overall standings and how important this game may be and that has nothing to do with the betting aspect of it but Nick and, and 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 Baldy, I just think this game is a huge spot for both teams this week.
1: Uh, it, it it certainly is, and the angle that I'd like to take with this game, and I. I, I really want to pick Kansas City in this game because like the Chiefs usually win games like this. The Bills usually lose games like this. And I understand the Bills did beat them in arrowhead in the regular season last year. Um, the problem with this is Kansas City, and it's it's not apples to apples, but it's kind of similar to the spot that the Eagles found themselves in last week against the 49ers, where like and like this is it's an overused term in sports betting content. Like people talk, oh, like the spot in this game. The spot is this, and it's like I don't think people know what they're talking about a lot of the time when they say that. But the spot in this game, like, actually, really favors Buffalo. Kansas City is in the middle of 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 like a ridiculous schedule gauntlet right now, Um, and and the Bills are coming off their bye. Like it, 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 this like the spot in this game, big time favors the Buffalo Bills. So uh, look, as far as the game itself, and then I can give you like a wider range thought on like on on the AFC here. I would pick Buffalo to win if I had to. I'm not going to because I feel like they could screw it up at the end because that's what they do, kind of, right? Um, I think, you know, this is where you can kind of dust off the two-team six-point teaser where you tease Buffalo up right now from one-and-a-half to seven-and-a-half where, like, okay, the Bills can lose. Are they ever getting blown out by this Chiefs offense? Is that ever happening, like with Josh Allen on their side? Like, I say no. And Tampa right now is out of range, guys. But let's see what the injury report holds for the Bucs with the defensive injuries. Like, Tampa up to plus seven and a half. Or you could even, like, if it's not a great mathematical teaser, Denver up to plus nine against the Chargers. Like, I mean, come on. Like, a Chargers ever, with that offense, Chargers ever winning by 10? So there are ways to play the Bills in the game if you don't want to take them to win. But the thought that I would give here, and we talked about this on You Better You Bet yesterday, Baldy, before you came on, we did it in the first hour of the show. So if you think you guys, Carl Baldy, you the person watching, listening, that the Bills are going to make the playoffs. It will mean that they will have finished the season like nuclear hot <laughs> and, will, and will have beaten Kansas City, Dallas, the Chargers, Miami in week 18. And no one will want to see this team if they get in. So I actually think, now would be the entry point. And I don't want to bet the Bills to win the Super Bowl because, like, okay, great. They get there, they're underdogs against San Francisco. Right now they're 18 to 1 at Bet MGM to win the AFC. So I'm not, I'm not saying it's like the great, it's a lock to win. Just that if you think they're gonna win this game and go on a run, then like they're gonna get in they're going to beat a lot of good teams on the way there and their rating is going to be sky high and you'll never get a price like this again now the bet could die on sunday and they could lose to the chiefs and then they're 6 and 7 so you have to think they're going to beat kansas city and i think if you think that then 18 to 1 on the bills to win the afc is a a, a bet worth throwing a couple bucks on
0: It's a great way to put it. Uh, Baldy, let me ask you this about.
1: Oh, and and just one, one other thing on this. I'm sorry. I forgot to mention this. And also like Kansas city has been Buffalo's bugaboo in January. If the bills win this game, like they wouldn't have to go to Kansas city, very likely potentially until championship Sunday, which obviously would, because there are permutations right now where the bills might have to go on wildcard weekend if they make it to Arrowhead. So uh, that's another reason why I think this game's massive on Sunday. Sorry to interrupt. No,
0: no, it's great. And and that's why I said it's big for both teams. Baldy, are the Chiefs vulnerable more so than we thought? What are you seeing in the last few weeks? Or is it just the part that, that you know, Nick pointed out, this is just that tough part of the schedule. They're being challenged. Uh, I was surprised. I'll be honest about the way Green Bay handled them
2: uh, the other night. But what are you seeing? Well, I mean, they they have been I, – I I feel like Kansas City, best bet right now the way they're playing is to become a power football team and play, play their defense – Pacheco can run the ball. They can block up the run. They did it in the Super Bowl against the Eagles. They they did it at times last week. It's not what Andy Reid likes to do, but Andy Reid looks at his passing offense right now and he goes, like, you can't trust Sky Moore. You can't trust, you know, some of these guys that the thrown to. You can't trust Marcus, Marcus valdez Yeah.
0: Like,
2: you just I, – I just don't feel like you can. And outside of Racy Rice and, you know, and obviously the tight end and Kelsey – I don't know who else he really trusts right now. And I feel like they've got to actually change things up right now in order to put them in a in positions to win these games. And I, I thought defensively they would play better against Jordan Love last week, but Jordan Love had his way. Now the receivers were ridiculous. They made one great catch after another, but the quarterback gave him a chance. And so look, if Josh, I, I believe Josh Allen can beat can win this game, help win this game. He cannot do what he tried to do at times this year and just try to, all right, you know, I got to limit my mistakes. I got to stay in the pocket. I got to play quarterback. He's just got to be Josh. Run every third and fourth down, short yardage, put it in his hands. Quarterback sneak, quarterback draw, quarterback power. Like, stop it. Like, all these guys out there, you got to protect yourself, Josh. You're not going to survive. Like, he's just got to go. Just cut it loose because there's so much better when he does that.
0: All right, uh, you know my phrase, Nick. Get money. The easiest get money, <clears throat> get money game this week has to be the Saints, right? I mean, the Saints at home. Carolina's a mess. And they're only a five-point favorite. Nick, I thought this number might be higher. I'm actually surprised at the number. Tell me I'm right about this.
1: Um, I think I think you are. And it kind of like, it gives me no pleasure to say that because I, I think the Saints are the worst. And it's not a commentary on any of these people as human beings, just that I I you know, love... The
2: Panthers, Nick. The Panthers are the worst.
1: Oh, well, no. I Well, the Panthers are the worst team. I think the Saints are the worst in terms of like, oh, I never oh. want to bet on them ever.
2: Oh, I got you. i feel um,
1: like Derek Carr could be like a great dude. Dennis Allen can be a great dude. I I think they're both terrible, and I love betting against them, and I profited a lot betting against them this year. Their win total this year was outrageous. Like they're gonna, this team's gonna win ten games with this coach and quarterback. Like no, sorry, um, and and it's not gonna happen. To be fair, um, but in this game right now, and and look, like I'm not trying to pile on Carr, who just gets like. I don't know that I've seen in like this era of the NFL, a quarterback get hit the way this dude has this year. And like the big hits he's taken lying there on the ground, like looking like I I feel bad for the guy, like two concussions in less than a month. Like he's practicing on Wednesday in a limited fashion. Like they got to sit this guy down. Like this is like the NFL's our worst PR nightmare. If he goes out there and gets concussed again, like he can't play in this game. I think it's very likely to be Jameis Winston. So just Carl to answer your question. I'm, the point spread, right? We yeah. think it would be higher. And let's think back like three weeks a month ago, the Saints host Tyson Bajan and the Chicago Bears. New Orleans closes in the game a seven and a half point home favorite, like through seven, one of the key numbers. Now, of course, the Saints do what the Saints do, what Carr and Allen do when they only win the game by seven and they don't cover the spread in that game, right? <laughs> but now, now we have, it open six and now we're, we're sitting at about five right now. And I think... I don't think I know this because, like, I know how betters think, right? Is that with Jameis Winston starting, likely to start, it just more volatility is introduced into the equation, right? Where the Saints winning the game by twenty is more likely now. Also, he could throw three pick sixes, and the Carolina's got the guys back in their secondary. So I think that's why we're seeing some bullishness in in Carolina. Um, I, I I don't agree with it. I think the Saints are definitely better than Carolina, this much better than them, certainly at home here. Um, And like, I will have a little like PTSD back to week two when I laid three with the Saints and Bryce Young had the drive at the end of the game, complete with two point conversion to push the bet, which is really annoying. Also did that last week to people that bet Tampa at the death. Very frustrating in any event. Uh, Yeah, this is New Orleans for me but uh, the number is going to be below six. I'll lay it with the saints. Um, if Derek Carr is the quarterback, I don't have interest in this bet, but if it's going to be Jameis, I'll roll the dice on the side of variance and I'll bet the saints.
0: It's a great point. <clears throat> and Jameis is, we know, I mean, can be great as you said, and can be absolutely terrible. And that's, that's a huge equation when you're talking about this number. Uh, Ravens are coming off of a bye week guys. I just want to ask you, the Rams are a surprising team on the road. Only uh underdogs by seven. And and I, I'm looking at this game and I'm going, are the Rams gonna cover this? A- am I a little bit crazy here to think that they could go now? Listen, I think the Ravens win the game, but I'm like, could the Rams cover this seven on Sunday night?
1: Yeah, I, I, I think they could. Um, unfortunately, with this game and a couple other this week. We we are gonna deal with like major weather concerns as we approach the game. True. So so as of right now, and like I think people will look at like the offenses here and see like the total in the game, which is what it's 40, right? And be like, wow, like that that feels really low. I have like the weather up right now. And look, like this stuff's very fickle, can change obviously. Um 20 mile mile
2: an hour winds.
1: Yeah. So like so and I think we've talked about this on the show before, but just for like newer listeners or viewers, if you're looking to bet totals in the NFL around weather. It's not snow. And look, and like Baldy played. He can tell you this also. It's wind is what fouls things up. Wind is what's really going to screw things up. Like if it snows, the offense knows where it's going. The defense doesn't. We call it snowvers, like betting snow overs in the NFL. Wind is what's going to mess things up. So right now we have to handicap this game at this moment. And look, maybe things change and maybe it clears up. And then we can have like a conversation like the game's played in like a dome or whatever. But right now we have to handicap this game as if like the passing games are going to be impaired. And if that's the case, I kind of like... I I guess the Rams can keep it close because their run game has been excellent with Kyron Williams, right? Um, And on the flip side, I'm curious to see what the Ravens are going to do coming out of their bye and what the running back distribution is going to be. Because in, in the last game, the Ravens before the bye, we kind of saw Gus Edwards was relegated to just like short yardage and goal line. Justice Hill out-snapped him, and Keaton Mitchell was the, was the team's number one running back. So like, if they're going to do that, and Keaton Mitchell's going to be the one, it's more of an explosive element to this Ravens offense here. I actually think like this game can get over the total, even if the wind's going to be really bad. Make me pick the game right now. I'll lay Baltimore begrudgingly. You can also wait till this goes up to seven and a half, which I think it will. You could tease Baltimore down as an option to play it. Tough to give you a firm thought on the game right now until we know what the weather is going to be.
0: Fair. Uh, and we can't take that for granted. It is a huge part of how we look at these games. It's in the huddle, guys. Carl Dukes, along with Brian Baldinger, and man Nick Costos. Follow him and follow his podcast as well. All right, guys. Sunday night. What happens? Cowboys at home against the Eagles. We know the Eagles are a little banged up. Three and a half points for the Cowboys. I'm leaning Dak, and he continues this quest to be the MVP. They get revenge for the loss that they had up in Philly, right? Everything's going to fall into their favor.
1: Can I I want to ask Baldy a question? Because I've been kind of like thinking about this. How big of a deal... Do you think it is Baldy for Dallas Goddard to come back in this game against the Titans? Oh, it is, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, they they haven't thrown to a tight end basically since he had been out.
1: They're running four wide with like Julio Jones and, and Zacchaeus. So like, yeah. and Goddard's fifty times better than both those guys right now.
2: And you know, he's just a big target in the middle of the field. And they needed it last week against San Francisco when they just took everything else away. So I think it's a big it's a big deal. And plus, the run game was non-existent last week. I mean, he's a very good blocker. He's a true why. They have a strong side run game with him. You could put him against Nick Bosa and get a stalemates. They couldn't do that last week with anybody else.
1: Um, I'm curious, um, just like from a non-point spread perspective, just like with player props and stuff, I think it's really in like fantasy football is all this stuff kind of like bleeds together is really interesting. Um, the Eagles run game has not been great. I'm curious if they're gonna dust off Rashad Penny in this game. and huh. i I thought this might happen like a couple of weeks ago and he was like a healthy scratch. so like maybe maybe not. but Swift hasn't looked great. They haven't been able to get anything going. and to all' point maybe it's just having Goddard back will really fix their run game. I'm I, I think if if like we get to 90 minutes before kickoff on Sunday, and penny's active in the game. I think that tells you that like he's that they're going to use him. Like he's not going to be active nick just cause... he's got
2: five carries this year. He's got five.
1: <laughs> so so like, like, so like so like you think no and like that's fair. Like you could no, be right. So I'm not saying I'm so not saying no
2: like I don't know what Nick is going to think. But it would surprise me mm. in this spot a guy that literally has not been used and I thought he would be used. I thought he would be active. They they have this committee nick where Gainwell gets these particular touches, Boston Scott gets his, and Swift gets his. Now, if they're held at 12 runs like they did last week, like there's not enough for anybody. But if they get up to 25, then you you kind of see how they use them. But I just haven't seen, like, who – they're going to take somebody off the field if they're going to put Penny active. And I just don't know which one of those, because they love Gainwell, and Boston Scott plays special teams. So I, I don't know exactly who they're going to take off.
1: So this is just like with stuff like this, like as betters, fantasy players trying to get ahead of potential situations. Penny could be inactive in the game. Like if we get there and he's inactive on Sunday night, I'm I'm gonna bet him to score a touchdown in the game, et cetera. We won't know that until Sunday night. So I guess I have a couple things. I, I like the over in the game. I think we're definitely gonna see see scoring in the games. We could start there. I know Baldy likes the over in the game as well. We talked about it on my on my show yesterday. As far as as far as the point spread in the game is concerned it's okay. This is kind of like the spot thing that we talked about. Dallas could not have a more advantageous spot in this game against Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. The Eagles are in the midst of one of the great schedule gauntlets in recent memory, like makes the chiefs like makes the chiefs gauntlet. They're in right now. look like they've been playing like the bottom feeders of the league. It's, it's insane what the Eagles have gone through over the last couple of weeks. And like, they look like they were out of gas last week against the 49ers. And look, that's a miss by me. I liked the Eagles last week. I completely overlooked that. And that's, and I paid the price because I have less money when the game ended than when it started. Um, So I, I paid the price on that one. If you're the Cowboys, you couldn't ask for a better spot here. You played on back-to-back Thursdays at home, yep. third consecutive home game, extra rest, it lines up for Dallas to win this game. And I don't want to say like blow the doors off them the way the Niners did. I don't think Dallas is as good as San Francisco, but it all lines up for Dallas where I'm getting tripped up. And look, I I may be overthinking it here. Everyone's prone to doing that from time to time. I'm kind of thinking having Goddard back is going to fix this offense because now they can run their offense. Cause like they don't have another tight end. Like maybe they need to bring Ertz back. Maybe that's what needs to happen. I mean, seriously. Maybe that's what they need because you can't run four wide with two guys that can't play. And Julio's a Hall of Famer, but he's not not anymore. And Zacchaeus is whatever. Quez Watkins is whatever. But now the offense is going to be 50 times better with Goddard. I think that helps get the game over the total. Maybe it helps the Eagles cover the spread. I'm gun-shy, honestly, on Philly in this spot because, again, like if you're scripting this out, you couldn't script a better scenario for Dallas coming into this game, a massive high leverage game.
0: Yeah, you're not going to win with decoys. and Julio and company are decoys, and, and I, you know, the opposing teams know it. So uh, I, I think this is going to be a fun game to watch. If Dallas wins, you're going to have a lot of people jumping on and saying, look, th- this is the real deal. They're, they're coming. Um, but I, I think, Baldy, and we'll get more into this as we continue on here once we get done with Nick, I You're right. I think Nick Sirianni says, look, I got to take some pressure off of Jalen, man. We got to run the football. And that's where I think you talked about that 20, 25, whatever that number is going to be, specifically going into this week. You just don't want Micah Parsons pinning his ears back. So